Hey everybody, welcome to Audiobooks All Day. I'm Kevin. And I'm Jeff. And this is Chapter 11, Aragon. And what we'll be focusing on today is that it doesn't matter how young or old you are, you have a story to tell. So this book was written by a kid named Christopher Paolini, or at least at the time he was a kid. He was 15 years old when he published Aragon. And fun fact, when he would take this book around promoting it, he used to dress up in a medieval costume, which is awesome. It was 16 hours long in his uh, fantasy book. And I got introduced to this book because my friend Seth had lent it to me. And it was one of his favorite books. He's like, Jeff, you will totally love it. It has dragons. It has, you know, battles. It sets up a universe. You'll totally love it. But when I was given it, it was like this old one from when he was young. And he, you know, he really loved it. And um, bottom line is, is that we were actually moving out. So I didn't, you know, of the place where we were staying. Long, so Longer story than I had initially anticipated <laughs> when I started telling you this. But bottom line is I had to give it back and I was not able to finish it. So I actually got to, you know, just in the early phases of the book. But I always thought it was interesting. And then when I got involved in audiobooks, I thought, oh, man, this is my time. Kevin, uh, man, tell us, how did you get uh, associated with this book? So as, as I was a kid, all my friends read Aragon. And I never did. We were too busy reading Harry Potter. <laughs> I was too busy listening to Harry Potter. And then they started reading all the other of the four books. So there's four books in the Aragon quadrilogy. That sounds good. Um, but of the four books. And they read the second and the third and the fourth, and I never read any of them. So as I started my crusade to read, a, to listen to a bunch of audiobooks, I found out that with some of the library apps, I actually had to wait for some of the books. So I needed a book to listen to. And so I started listening to Aragon and because Jeff said, it's a good book and you should listen to it. And I was not disappointed. So the, the main three people that I think are really important to understand is that there's obviously this person named Aragon and then there's this dragon named Sephira and then there's this guy named Brom. So this 10,000, you know, type view of Aragon would be this. There is this boy who is chosen by a dragon essentially to be, uh, a dragon rider. Uh, and by the way, there's gonna be a lot of spoilers. We'll probably cross, you know, over some of the books a little bit, but we'll try not to, since we'll just try and focus it really on this first one. It's called the inheritance cycle, by the way, these four books are all this inheritance cycle. I liked quadrilogy. Um, yeah, the quadrilogy. So the, the 10,000 foot view is that, uh, Aragon is chosen. He's just seemingly a normal kid. And suddenly he is given this opportunity to have a dragon but obviously there's a lot of forces in this world including a person whose name is king galbatorix who's over this whole land are very interested in anybody who has a special connection with dragons as dragons were thought to be extinct uh so anyways it's kind of this this quest that this person is going on to realize their story and their uh true identity and being able to show this relationship with dragons and how they interact with this world, uh, especially because they were thought to be extinct and kind of all of those implications. So it's really a really cool concept. So the book starts out in this place called Caverall or Caverhall. Caverhall. Yeah, Caverhall. Aragon in Caverhall lives with his uncle and his cousin. Like Jeff said, he's really kind of a normal guy until he finds this dragon egg. 
And to put it in perspective, he is actually out in this place called the Spine. So the Spine is this really kind of dangerous place, and he's out there always hunting. His his uncle runs a farm. His cousin, you know, Ronan's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, so anyway, he does, but he does find this egg in the woods. He tries to sell it because he thinks it's a gem, and eventually the egg hatches, and it becomes a dragon. And side note, if you're writing a fantasy book, dragons are always a good idea. I've never encountered a book that had a dragon where i was like man that dragon really detracted from the story dragons are great just just by the way in case you were wondering you needed that other character to finish your book make it a dragon anyway so it's it's how they develop this bond and dragons are super powerful and they have a lot of magic but they have a lot of problems channeling that magic people usually don't have a lot of magic but when they are linked or connected to a dragon and you only one person and one dragon, they're connected together. They're able to access a lot of magic with the symbiosis of having that connection through the dragon rider. They're able to channel a lot more of that magic and it creates for a lot of really cool things that they figure out. As, as you're going on in this story, Brom is this person who's a big time storyteller in, in the village. And he tells you stories of these dragon riders and totally sets up the whole story. Once uh, Aragon is, is having this relationship with this dragon, he starts to try and engage Brom. Well, anyways, somehow King Galbatorix finds out about all of this and he sends these uh, creatures called the Razak, Razak to go and essentially capture the dragon or kill the dragon. Just do whatever you can to kind of stop whatever's happening from happening. And they wind up burning down the uh, barn that Aragon grew up in. Ronan was away at the time, his cousin. Killing the uncle. Uh, and then, yeah, and then they, the Razak killed the uncle, which is uh, very sad. But it winds up kind of kickstarting this journey with Saphira, the dragon, who now at this point is starting to have an actual connection where they can communicate in their minds. You know, they can kind of do like this mind communication thing um, with each other, Aragon and Saphira. And Brom then is, you know, shown to be this really, really wise person. And then they kind of team up and then they go on this quest. And throughout this quest, they wind up, they wind up in this place called Drosleona, where he, uh, where Aragorn meets this guy named Murtaugh. And Murtaugh is, uh, well, he's a warrior. He's been trained by, you know, different swordsmen and he hated his dad. And his dad's a really bad guy. He works for Galvatorix and just, he's pretty much the worst. So he runs away and they run into each other and they start their journey together. And during this journey, what they wind up doing is teaming up with these, with this group called the Varden. So the Varden are these people who are out to essentially overthrow Galbatorix. Galbatorix has been leading for, you know, a thousand years or a few hundred years, a very, very long time. He has exceptionally long life. And the Varden is kind of this underground group of people. And they're really looking for a leader. They kind of have a leader right now, uh, but they, and, and it's kind of this really uneasy tension because you don't really know if you like the Varden or not. But bottom line is that they wind up teaming up with them and there's this big battle at the end of the book at this place called Farthendur, which is the the place of the Varden. Mur there's a few things that happen. Murtaugh looks like he dies. Um, you don't you don't actually see him die, but it looks like he dies. Aragorn has this awesome experience to uh, defeat a shade. A shade, uh, which is one of the like they're they're magical uh, and they're really, really difficult to kill. Although, spoiler alert, later on they like wind up totally owning a bunch of them 
later on in the story. Not not yeah. in this story, not in this book, but but defeating a shade is a really really big deal. They're pretty much people who accessed magic and then got cursed, and right. they're full of evil magic, and they're pretty much like the Grim Reaper. And so he defeats the shade. The Varden uh, have this big victory. It looks like Murtaugh's dead, and really Aragon kind of becomes the leader and the symbol of this Varden movement. One thing is that you don't see King Galbatorix at all. You hear about him. You notice a lot of things. Oh, and one huge point is that Brom actually throughout this journey winds up dying. And that's actually before the final battle. But And he's encased in this, uh, you know, Saphira is able to kind of dedicate this grave to him. It's like this crystal grave thing, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. But Brom winds up, you know, essentially giving his life so that Aragon and Saphira can, can go on his journey. And that, that that's really important, not so much in this story as much as it will be in later stories. So that's like kind of the basic of the story. I think that something that I really loved is, and like Kevin mentioned in the beginning... Everybody has a story to tell. I mean, Christopher Paolini's a genius, even when he was younger. But he he developed this story that isn't quite as like robust of a universe as, say, like Mistborn or like a Lord of the Rings or like a Middle Earth type scenario or even a Harry Potter. I don't think it's like that level of deep, but it has a great story. And I think that it's unique, like this Dragon Rider experience. I mean, like there's there's storyline themes that kind of you can pick out of anywhere you know you have and especially like later on down the line maybe we can actually enter you know talk about that a little bit later just because yeah there's so many things that that don't have to do with this book but kind of have to do with the series as a whole that that you that you see but i i think that i mean for a 15 i mean this was an amazing book regardless of the fact that he published it when he was 15 and the thing is for a fantasy book it has dragons it has swords magic it has magic it has dwarves it has elves it has these crazy, mindless kind of bad guys. Yeah, and these cat things too, which we didn't even get. Yeah, that are, can tell the future. And they have the crazy awesome bad guy who also rides a dragon. And there's a mission. It, it really it has everything you want in a great fantasy book. And I remember when I was 15, I had friends reading this book. And I wasn't writing anything. I still don't write anything. And I'm, I'm older than 15. If you're out there and you have a story to tell and you're afraid to tell it, take a leaf out of Christopher Paolini's book and dress up in your medieval garb and go promote your book. The thing is, is that your story needs to be told. We all have a story to tell and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But if you don't tell it, we're never going to know. So bottom line is we enjoy this book. We would definitely encourage you. I think that this book in isolation is a good book. I think if you pair it, you you really got to see it through. I mean, once you read the one book, I mean, it's not just enough for him to defeat a shade and not even see King Galbatorix. I think you really got to see it through. And there's a lot of other really complex and surprising things that do wind up happening uh, throughout the later books, which we will totally get to. Please go out and read it. I love, I'll just echo what Kevin has said. You you know, live your story and uh, keep doing that. And uh, be, you know, if you have a story to tell, then please tell it because every everybody's story is important. So thank you all so much for uh, joining us here today for Aragon. And we hope you have an awesome day. Yeah, thank you.